I'm Jeff Wright, and welcome to the Blame to Fame podcast. As an entrepreneur, I have not only built an extremely successful business from scratch, but also employed thousands of men and women and helped them on their path to financial freedom. One of the most common themes for me and everyone else who has succeeded is that we never blame anyone and are aware that our success or failures fall solely on our shoulders. It was not until I hit rock bottom that I realized that only I alone could change my future. And on my podcast, you're going to hear the stories of successful folks who have gone from blame to fame in their own lives. I look forward to sharing my journey and great guests that will educate you about their path to success. Please join me each week on the Blame to Fame podcast. Today, I have a great honor. I have my my good friend from Dubai, Darius Sudi, who is chairman of the Be Unique Group in Dubai, and also the founder of Gladiator Mastery. Uh, Darius uh, is very successful. He uh, has uh, he's been like a lot of entrepreneurs. He's he's had his ups, he's had his downs, he's been on bottom, he's been on top, and uh, it, it's it's always good to be back on top, isn't it, Darius? If I had to choose rich and poor, I choose rich every time. Every who wants to be poor, man? Here's the thing: when you're poor, you're freaking popular. <laughs> when yeah. you're rich, it's a lonely place. So I choose rich every time. Yeah, and you know that that's why your Ferrari only seats two people and a bus seats 50, right? Yes, yes. yes. I'll give you a Ferrari story without showing off, okay? I was um I went to I saw the new I test drove the new Ferrari 296 GTS. Okay. Beautiful car. It's the most powerful Ferrari build. And I went to put a deposit, down payment. And then I drove home. Then there's a 14-month waiting list. Okay. Huh. And I was driving, I was thinking, if I'm rich, if I'm rich, why do I have to wait 14 months for this car? So I drove back. <laughs> I drove back and I said, do you have any Ferraris right now that I can buy and take home? And I said, yeah, this guy just brought his black Ferrari F8 and he's only done 2,000 miles on it. Not even that, kilometers, so about 1,200 miles. And it's like a few months old. I said, how much is it? He goes, one point whatever million. I said, I'll take it. I paid, <laughs> I paid on the spot. <laughs> so, and I was driving home thinking, that was a bad purchase. You know, it wasn't an investment. It's a liability, but at least I feel good. Now I don't have to wait 14 months for that one. I'm driving one. So, right. so the message was that if you can afford it, why not? I'm still waiting for the 14, you know, in 14 months for the other one to come. But I bought this one whilst I'm waiting. So it's good to be rich. You know, my next door neighbor um, owns a pharmaceutical company. And um, a couple of years ago, he calls me up because I like scotch and he likes scotch. And someone had bought him a 30-year-old bottle of Macallan. That's probably eight or $10,000 for the bottle. Wow. Yes. And he shows it to me and he says, what should I do with it? I said, you should open it up and drink it. Yeah, exactly. He says, well, I said, look, tomorrow you pull, imagine this tomorrow you, you pull, he's a McLaren guy. You, you pull out of the neighborhood and you're McLaren. You get T-boned by a trash truck. You get killed. And then the next guy that your widowed wife brings into the house, yes. he's going to be drinking your McAllen. Yes, yes. <laughs> to your spirit. 
<laughs> it's like these people who buy these great cutlery, right? And these amazing plates, and they save them for that special party. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, shouldn't every day should be a special day and you should be celebrating? Why are you waiting for your cutlery special party? And then every day you use the cheap ones. It's just, yeah. <laughs> there you are. There you are. End of, and, end of our podcast. Take and care. When, and when, I, <laughs> when I said that to him, it was like this yes. light bulb went off. Yes. And then he cracked it open. He poured him a glass. He poured me one. And we're drinking it. And we ended up drinking half the bottle. And, and he $4, said, $4, yeah, he said, you told me that just so you could try this, right? I said, of course I did. But it's true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And thank you very much. It's win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a win-win. Yeah. So I've been following you on Instagram. I, I think everybody listening should follow you. Uh, I've been following you a long time. Uh, you, you, you you put out the most sage advice out there. It's just just really good stuff. And you know what I love about what you do. Um, so many people try to overcomplicate things and man, you really grossly oversimplify everything. And it makes, yes. it makes so much life sense. Is simple. Life is simple. I think people complicate things just to justify their existence. Yeah. I go, I, honestly, I, co sales coaches come to me. Okay. To teach them how to sell. And um, one, they can't close. And I say to them, why are you coming to me? The reason you're coming to me is because you can't close. How can you train your client's staff to close? Because you can't close. The message you're sending is that I'm going to train your staff not to close like me. So that's the, that's the first. Second one, for them to earn a lot of money for a period of time, they build these really complicated courses. Graphs, charts. Here's the thing. Build a relationship. Add value, close. Yeah. That's it. Why do you have to? You, the, the food is there. Just pick it up and put it in your mouth. Why are, you, why are you doing this? Yes? So you can justify your existence. Get on with it. It's a numbers game. Learn from every call. Learn from every door you knock on. Improve. Close. Stay hungry. Done. Done. You don't even have to have product knowledge. I no. sold... I, I don't know one end of this ship from another, Jeff. Right? I don't know what starboard, I don't know anything about ships, okay? This company hired me to help them sell ships. And it was a recommendation from the CEO's son because I turned his son's company around and he said, you got to hire Darius. And they had two and a half thousand staff and they were just about to fire him. There was nothing on the conveyor belt. So the guy hired me and they said, okay, how much do you charge at $20,000 a month? And for three months, and I take money up front. As he was writing me a check, he said, it's the big, biggest waste of money ever. And he handed it to me. I said, hang on a second. Why? I took the check, by the way. I said, yeah. why do you say that? <laughs> he said, why do you say that? He goes, well, three reasons. One, do you, have you ever sold ships? So never. That's one. Second one, it's the minimum price of a ship is $6 million. What are you going to do in three months? Third, because the costs are so high, the actual time scale to make a decision is about 18 months on average. So thank you so much. Took the check, sold $36 million in three months. Wow. Wow. And I still don't know anything about ships. Yeah. You have to, know, pe you have to know people. Yes. You I went back and I went back on the list. Who were they talking to two years ago, 18 months ago, who didn't make a decision? I phoned up, built a relationship, trust, likability, 
took an engineer, took a draftsman with me. I say, hey, we have a big team. I know nothing about products. He's an engineer. He's a draftsman. I just want to show you my team can support you. When you, when you sign the deal, when did we start? $36 million. Wow. <laughs> Done. Done. I went to Renault, Renault cars. You know, Renault, you have Renault in the States, right? Yeah. The French manufacturer increased the sales by over 20% in six weeks. Just how to greet people at the door. Exactly. Exactly. Just to how to build connection, recognize the fears and what they say they are called smoke screens. And then that's it. That's understand their fears and the smoke screen. Understand the bullshit they give you to reject you. Dance mm -hmm. with them. Sales went up 20, 20, almost 25%. One thing I heard you say one time that resonated with me probably more than anything else, and it's absolutely true. That I'm very handsome. That you're very handsome. You're adorable. I, I can say that resonated with you. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Two handsome beings. <laughs> but it's the fact that most people don't do repeat business with other individuals or other companies because they were not made to feel special. Yeah. So subtle. And it's so subtle. And you start making clients feel special. You can't beat them away with a baseball bat. They'll fight they for you. Coming. They'll Absolutely. fight for you. Yes. Yeah. They proactively recommend you. They yeah. refer people to you. And now your listeners, some say, oh, make them feel special. What do we do? We'll give, we'll give them a voucher that if they recommend a friend, we'll give them some commission. That's not making them feel special. That's prostituting their friends list. Exactly. Right? You just give unconditionally. It has nothing to do with your business. You just tell them you're thinking of them. Um, about two years ago, I sent, uh, I went, um, I didn't go to India, but I, I researched this abundance tree of crystals in India. I've actually seen them in Vegas as well. And it cost me like $15 and I bought 300 and just put a bat saying, this is a tree of abundance gift from Darius. Yes. It's on everybody's desk still. And really? it's incredible how many people called in thanking me and saying they've seen those on people's desk and they want to see what I do. And That's it had awesome. nothing to do with it. This tree is a tree of abundance. May it bring you luck, health, and abundance. That's yeah. it. That's During amazing. COVID, when COVID finished, I sent out 400 uh, platinum tickets to a pair of tickets. And I said, during these tough times, now the COVID's come down, please enjoy three hours on me free of charge. Wow. And send them platinum tickets. And amazing how many people came back and paid me back many, many times over because I just cared for them. I said, just relax with your loved one for a few hours on me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy how that works. One of the one of the simplest things that uh, uh, it's the simplest thing to do, but for my salespeople, it is the hardest thing to get them to do. Believe it or not, you know, let's say I have an insurance agent who writes a, a case and gets a case issued for a client. He's made four or $5,000 commission. Okay. Not chicken shit. It's not chicken shit, but you know what they won't do, which is chicken shit. Thank they you. will they will not put out write a thank you note on a piece of paper, put yeah. a stamp on it and mail it to them. And you cannot get them to see how fucking huge it is to do. Yes. Well, it, people are blind. 
Again, yeah. they'd rather door, door knock, cold call, than just work with their client base and get referrals, which costs nothing and no cold calling. Yeah, Even I mean, 40 years in sales, I still hate cold calling. I'll isn't it easier to get money from someone who's already given you money before? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. you know what it is? It's monkeys do what monkeys do, right? That's mm-hmm. what we've always done. So that's what we'll always do. And, you they know, spend, people spend all their time on courses. They spend the time on websites, social media, blah, 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 blah. But everybody, 80% of the business comes from referrals and yeah. they leave it to chance. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, and the reason, you know, the one of the, there's two reasons why they won't do, why they won't do it. Number one is they're lazy and they're too cheap yes. to spend a dollar on, on a letter. Okay. Yes. You know what the second reason is though? And this will blow your mind. You know, in, in our business, we have what's called chargebacks. I'm sure you're familiar with it. If somebody doesn't yeah. keep the policy. Absolutely. So they're afraid that if they reach out to these people again, Send it out and let they're going to go. have buyer's remorse and shit can the deal. <laughs> but the buyer's remorse comes when they don't send the notes. That's exactly right. But you can't, I can't make people understand that. <laughs> because what I do is I say speed stuns. The moment I've done the deal, I send them a message. What's, I don't know if you use WhatsApp in the UK, but we use it a lot in Dubai. Or message, whatever it is, an instant message thanking them. I said, you know what? You might go through something called buyer's remorse. Okay. Just to let you know, I'm here to ask any questions. And I just want to say, you made the best decision you could possibly make. I'm here for you, Darius. Yeah. And if they go to that person, oh, Darius told me it's called buyer's remorse. I'll deal with it. Right. (laughs) I tell him, I educate. And every time I meet someone, I educate people. You are going to go through this mind process. You're going to go through this pattern. You're going to go through this internal dialogue. And when it happens, they go, oh, he told us about that. I've learned something from him. So what? Somebody what somebody I'm, wants to come to my course. Sorry, Jeff. Somebody wants to come on my course the other day. And I'll tell you about social media as well. And somebody came on the course. I was, I'm from Canada. I've just moved to Dubai. And I've been following you in Canada. Amazing. And I'd like to come on your course. And I felt, because he's going to go in business with his wife, right? And I said to him, would your wife come? Because, well, I see she's busy, blah, 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 blah. So I said, here's the thing. You're going to come to my course. You're going to talk a different language. Sounds like Mandarin. You're going to come in motivated, this, this, this. And she might even divorce you. Because she thinks, what are you? What are you on? Some Coke or something? Or <laughs> you're all motivated in this? So wouldn't you like to come back? And the, the two of you harmony harmoniously harmony have the same dialogue same drive same passion because you're absolutely right here's my credit card and he goes am i getting a good deal i said here's the thing have you ever been on a flight and you sit next to somebody who's going to the same place same everything same resort everything and he's paid half the price you have he goes yes i said doesn't that piss you off and ruin your holiday you've been screwed said yes I said, you'll never get that with me. Yeah. I didn't I like even that. say, I, never, I, I didn't even say you got the best deal, nothing. I just said, you'll never get that with me. <laughs> and when I'm in full price. Well, what I love about what you do, and, yeah. and, and I, teach, I, I teach my people the, 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 kind of the same way in that the person you, you, you see the car salesman, you see all these salespeople, you know, these guys that are all slick back and they get, they act like they have a shot of testosterone permanently shoved up their ass. And you go and, and, and they're telling you how great everything is and all this and all that. 
which to me is a big turnoff. I, I know it's a big turnoff for you. I teach my people, as do you, to go in there and sell like a surgeon. Find What's out where that pain, What's where is pain? that pain? Mm, keep digging. Do you know on average how many questions people ask before they go into the pitch? Three. Three. Three questions. Wow. Three questions. And I think the first one's, how are you? <laughs> so they just like, their product is like a hot potato, right? Okay, I've gone through the first bullshit questions and it shows that I don't care about the guy or the lady because I do that all the time. Let me tell you all about me. And I always say, it's like going to a bar and you meet the opposite sex, or in some case, same sex, and you want to take them out. You don't go and meet them and say, hi, let me tell you all about me. They're going to walk away. If you want yeah. to get connection, you ask loads of interesting questions. You've got to be childlike enthusiasm. Yes. And dig and deep, dig deep. Here's the thing. But all the time, be closing because don't ask stupid, irrelevant questions that are going to take you down the wrong path. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, uh, sorry, Jeff, you are interviewing me, so I just keep talking. No, uh, no, no. I was, I was on a course the other day, and I'm passing the microphone around. And I'm standing on stage and this lady comes up and I know she sells finance. And she turned around and said, she's got a microphone. And I always say, don't, don't make statements, ask questions. So she asked me, said, what's your motivation? What does you want to leave behind? I said, and then I went deep about my legacy and blah, 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 blah. Then she asked another deep question, really deep. Like people were like touched emotionally. And she said, that's why you need finance from my company. <laughs> I said, I said, take the microphone off her. Yeah. I said, you're, you're done. You're done, woman, because you got me deep and then you closed me. You dumbass. I felt you were so not interested. And I was really digging deep, talking about my lost father and blah, blah, blah. And all you were thinking was, I want to ask him to do some investment in my company. Yeah. How bad is that? Yeah, that's terrible. That's and guess terrible. what she did? Guess what she did? She phoned me up an hour later, said, thank you for the beating I've, I've had that I've never had before. And I won't see my chairman of my company with 400 sales staff. I went in, closed the deal, and I'm training them all. Wow. <laughs> well, tell Sometimes me about beat, the... Beat your people up, and they actually like it. Yeah. I mean, but tell, tell, tell us about the, the Gladiator Mastery, because I, I, I see you're... You're over in Dubai, man. You're doing these events. You, you got a lot of people coming. And, and Jeff, we're going to do this in the States. We're going it to. Sounds, it sounds amazing what you're doing. We are going to. I promise you, Jeff, do this with me. I promise you, Jeff, we will wipe the floor with any any sales and marketing seminars in the whole of U.S., um, including I'd, Grant. I'd be Cardinals. honored to. I promise you. I promise you. Because Grant sells properties, right? Right. The way we will teach it that you can sell anything to anyone at any time. Yeah. Irrespective of what the products or services are. You know, so you will never, your, our students will never be out of money. They'll never be short of money. They have abundance of wealth. Do you remember, uh, you remember George Foreman, the boxer? Of course. Of course, yeah. the, the fries, the fry man. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, he sold George the, uh, the George Foreman grill, you know, the little grills, panini yeah. maker thing. 
Yes. I saw an interview of him many years ago and I, I loved him. He, he said, I, I taught all of my kids. You know, he probably, I think he had 10 kids, maybe 20, who knows? Well, he's a preacher. <laughs> yes. Did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> but he, he said, I tell all my kids, if you learn how to sell, you'll never go hungry. Wow. You'll never Muhammad go hungry. Ali, he was the best salesman on the planet. Oh, yeah. Ali, Conor, Conor McGregor, they're the best salespeople. The more people you entertain, the more people you serve, the more money you earn. Period. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. Tom Cruise puts more seats in cinemas. Um, you two sell the most concert tickets. Whoever sells the most number of seats earns the most amount of money. Going back to what you were talking about, this lady who was doing all the, the tear jerking questions and then. Yeah. That is where Zero she empathy. made that's Zero where, empathy. Yeah, that's where she made that transition from what I call from being a helper to a hustler. Yes, but there was no yeah. link. And it was so crudely done. She lost all my respect. <laughs> Let me tell you all about gladiators. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm into history. I know all about like Greek history and Roman history and the Persian Empire because I'm Iranian uh, origins. And um, I noticed that the average age of a death of a gladiator was 23. And there were female gladiators, there were male gladiators, and the majority of the gladiators didn't actually get killed. The more people they entertained, the mm -hmm. crowd and the emperor didn't want them killed. Yeah. So they allowed them to recover to fight other, other, other fights because they were entertaining. And eventually, they will be set free. And I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll, I had previous lives. I was a gladiator because I, I keep going to Rome and I get real emotional connection, spiritual connection to that. And I was thinking, if, if I went into the arena, imagine the gladiator movie when they're all going in the cage and it goes up and the light, the door opens and the first guy gets slammed. Yes. But by the way, the first guy pees himself and then gets slammed. Right, because already in his head he'd lost the battle, right? Right. And that's we can talk about that. And then I realized that two thousand years later, we're all fucking dying slowly, Jeff. Yeah. We are told, dust yourself down, pick yourself up, and start all over again for years. For years. We go to battle every single day, unprepared, no strategy, no guidance, and we're expected to dust ourselves down and do it all over again. So I was thinking, which death would I rather have? A pretty fast one, or a real slow, progressive, painful death. And then I'm 70 years old. I look back at my life and I think, I'm so frustrated because I didn't achieve any of my goals in life. So I started the pro because I'm totally not very smart, just old and experienced, right? So I, I just thought, I, I don't want to make the same mistakes. So I started logging all these mistakes I made and I created a bunch of shortcuts for lazy people like me mm -hmm. that will get someone from A to B in the shortest possible time, in the easiest possible way. And this shit works. Wow. Yes. I, in my last course, I promise you, a gentleman flew from uh, Costa Rica. Uh, he was a Brazilian gentleman. I put a no hard feelings text that I created. You know when people ghost you? Right. I've made several text messages and messages. Mm -hmm. He literally copy pasted it. Within half an hour, he made $300,000 from a guy wow. who, coast, who, who ghosted him. Yeah. Because yeah. I got sick to death of being ghosted.
So I created something that was so emotionally charged that the reader can't, can't ignore. And 70% of people who read it reply. It's about Imagine getting that, attention, is isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's about getting yes. attention. Yeah. From the heart to the heart. I, I, I recently, I don't want this weekend, I went to a big weekend seminar by a very worldwide kind of uh, mind valley. I'll tell you who they are, mind valley, right? And every, I would say, majority of the speakers didn't connect with me because they were all so well rehearsed and talking from the head. It didn't connect here. Just two speakers, I could feel their passion and I felt it and it moved me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what your prospect needs to feel your, your heart, your gut, not your head. Right. And they feel it. They feel if you're desperate or not. They feel if you're lying or not. But they don't, they don't confront you telling you're a liar, you're a cheater, you're desperate. They bullshit you. Send me yeah. some information. I think about it. It's not the right time. I don't have the budget because they don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> right. And then a weak salesman believes these rejections is real. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's all about just knowing how to communicate with people, how to talk with people, how to have a legitimate connective conversation, yes. dialogue with them instead yes. of some fucking canned script that, yes. that they can, they can tell right away. Yes. You know, you know, companies are at fault also. They get somebody young and say, right, here's our script. Duh. The guy's not going to sit there and read the script of a 30, somebody in the business for 30 years. The best thing to do is say, this is what we, this value we add. Are you good in asking loads of questions? Teach him to ask 30 open-ended questions. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Repetition makes permanent. Practice makes permanent. Not perfect, permanent. And then when they're good at that, send them into the marketplace. Build relationships. And then the guy tells, hey, hang on, you know, I've got a baby face. Actually, it's true because I'm in the business two months. They hired me because I'm really good at building relationships. I'm a very trustworthy guy. And when things go wrong, I'll stay till three o'clock in the morning to make sure your problems are fixed. Product, I have no idea, but I've seen a hundred people who booked our services and they're over the moon. If you have any technical questions, I'll bring 10 technical people. Right? right. Please excuse me. Just instead of seeing it as a detriment, my youth sees an asset because I've got all the energy and imagination to take care of you. Done. Done. Your, your vulnerability is your strength. Share it. Don't hide it. And, but, you know, the problem is, and, and I know this isn't just an American problem. It's a global problem. And people are just so lazy. They're so entitled. And I, I, I was listening to something actually this morning uh, that really hit me like a hammer and had nothing to do with business, but, but, it, it, but it can be applied to business. And that is the aggressive aging and, and call it even aggressive poverty is the result of aggressively pursuing comfort. You know, Jeff, as human beings go, we were only motivated by protecting ourselves. Yeah. Against animals, against nature, against droughts, against uh, seasons, yes. Suddenly we're in a world now where we are driven by greed, yes, and, and, and prosperity. And as human beings go, we've never been in that position before. No. Right? So the biggest driving force is actually the fear of not, 
dying and being killed or being poverty, right? Unfortunately, I think that people have gone soft because things are coming to them too easily and they don't know what to do. So I always say to my students is that stay hungry. Stay hungry. Remember what it was like when things weren't good because your best salespeople are the ones who were poor. Because I'm driven by paranoia because I'm driven by the fact that I never want to be poor again. I'm not driven by my goals. That's only about 20%, 80%. And I I studied this. Most billionaires are driven by paranoia. Yeah. They don't want to lose it. They don't want to be embarrassed and don't want to be second. I can tell you I am, but that's absolutely true. You know, every, you know, in the insurance industry, we typically paid every day. So there's like 20 different company websites I go on to every morning to see what the, see what the take was the day before. And it doesn't matter how big of a payday that we've had. I've had paydays in excess of seven figures. Uh, doesn't happen as often as I'd like to, but, but it happens. Even if I had a two, $3 million payday, I'm wondering, is this the last one I'm I'm ever going to get? Yes. I I act as if I'm going to lose it tomorrow. Yes. And what you do is you, your worst enemy is your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Your worst enemy is your comfort. Stay hungry, be paranoid. You know, in, but don't live in fear. No, don't live in fear because then you enjoy your life, right? Because fear never, never, whatever you fear never becomes reality, right? But always have options and choices to make sure that your your finances are backed up just in case, right? So enjoy your life, but make sure you cover that you're not going to lose it. Uh-huh. We're not driven by our goals. And if we are, they're not quantified enough. We don't have time scales. We don't have action plans against them. We don't even bother visualizing them, putting them in some kind of a vision board. We don't quantify nothing. We don't invest in our minds. Our success is 85% of our, of our sorry, our success is 80, 85% mindset, 10% habits, and only 5% skill. Yeah. Well, I have to ask an 85% teaching skill. Don't give a shit about motivation and no. they teach them kind of habits and no, they wonder that, why they can't sell because they're not motivated. Well, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you've met my wife, uh, in Miami, yes. you know, she's, she's in the medical, she's she is very motivated. motivated. She's in the medical field, yes. but you know, it doesn't matter what business you're, if you're a doctor, if you own a business, it doesn't really matter what your skill level is. 80% of your revenue is being derived by people walking in the door and you keeping them walking in the door. What you do is incidental. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now here's the thing. If you are experienced and you look after them properly, they keep coming back, right? Mm -hmm. The moment they have a headache, they have an issue. They think of you as their doctor. Yeah, exactly. So your wife's experience get them to keep coming back. The way she takes care of them. And here's the thing. Sorry, Jeff. Here's the thing. As human beings go, by nature, we like consistency. We're creatures of habits. So it's really important if you have a business and you're not going to answer the phone within three rings, don't suddenly one day answer it within three rings. (laughs) Build a (laughs) reputation that you don't answer your phone, right? Or (laughs) if you're going to have one day you come in and you've got music, another day you don't have music, people will walk away with their feet because you don't provide consistency. They want to be in charge of their own experience. Not you in charge of their experience. Exactly. And and by by being that way, whatever, whatever groove you get into and you're getting good relationships and you're getting referrals and whatnot, that makes you 
more than sales that may uh, than in sales it makes you a trusted authority absolutely and when you're in the trusted authority position it's the best they position come to, to be you in. they come to you and ask for advice exactly yes? and subconsciously you know that cash register is ringing so you're talking about fear and i have to ask when you and i had breakfast in miami a few months ago oh when the uh, room was spinning yeah <laughs> You were telling me you had just gone to the Pena seminar. Oh my God. Yes. And, Love and I, and I, I watch his Instagram sometimes and man, this, this guy is fucking brutal. And, and, and he talks about fear. Did, did, was that any helpful, any help at all as far as the fear thing went or whatever, no, or no, no, it was too much. It was too much. I'll give you. <laughs> so what happens is we go in. And he has his, you know, his regimented army guy. You stand when he comes in, when he says, be seated, we all sit down. We have to pull the chair for the ladies. They sit down and then we can't eat unless they eat. Then we have to stop when he decides to stop. And then your name's on the board. And then you get to rotate who sits next to him. Lo and behold, the first night, guess who's sitting next to him? Me. Okay. <laughs> so there's four of us, him, his wife, the guy in front of me and me. And the guy in front of me, I think it's irritating everyone because he was a small guy and he kept going out how he won bodybuilding championships, bodybuilding awards. And I could tell Dan, P Dan was getting all pissed, right? And the wife's being nice and he's just going redder and redder and redder. And then she said something like, you know, people make mistakes as long as they learn from it. I said, absolutely. I think you're right. He turned around to me and just through the worst obscenities you could ever imagine in the loudest voice at me like a torch, <laughs> a blow dryer. I don't know what it was. Everybody in the hall of the restaurant, zoom, and they're all looking at me. My son's there. My 30-year-old son's looking at me like, what the happened, dad? Right? <laughs> and, I, and I'm in the middle, like putting a steak in my mouth and he's just, and all I could do was turn around to everybody and say, his tantrum wasn't directed at me, and I ate the steak. <laughs> and then this, this silence, and then just like that, everybody started laughing and eating again. I was like, what happened there? It was just like a surreal experience, right? It was a surreal experience. So the last evening, we're all sitting down, and we're all talking. It's like a T-shaped table, and it's sitting top table, all in kilts and stuff like this, and we're all eating away. My son happens to sit in front of him. And behind my son, there's a group of uh, students. I think what happened was he spotted a group of students behind my son on their mobile phones. Oh. Okay. So he sent his secretary. He said, go and tell him to put the mobile phone down. And I think jokingly, he said, it's okay, or something like this. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> he, he's got his knife put it in this Scottish beef or whatever it was. And he just blew the most sexist, racist, bad language you could ever imagine, right? And I could see it was my son like that. Because he was having a good guys <laughs> behind him. And then the whole room went, would you? Because we, we don't know when he's coming, right? Right. About 30 seconds later, <laughs> everybody carries on. I was like, this is a lunatic asylum. This is like a loony asylum. 
right? So I kind of get it. You got to shake people, but not for seven days, right? Yeah. Day and night. It, it doesn't have to be like it, that. It had the, a day had to seem like a week in that place. Really bad. And then, listen, you got this taskmaster. You got this guy who abuses you. You got the guy you don't mess with, right? And he, and he physically says, bring it on. I'll fucking knock your head off to people. Honestly, right? Really? He's about six foot one, six foot two. So he can tell he, he was a big stocky guy. And he says, I've got a gun. I'm going to blow your head off and stuff like this. <laughs> so listen to this, right? We're having a party and we get a set of instructions. And instructions like for two-year-olds, right? Really basic instructions. I'm like, why is he doing this? And he, in the instructions, they said, we're going to be drinking whiskey. If you're going to be sick, don't be sick in the castle. Walk out and be sick in the gardens. Yeah. I'm reading, I'm like, how stupid is that? Who, who was going to be sick in the castle, right? right? Within an hour, there's this American guy sick on the sick on the guy's carpet in the castle. I'm like, are you a total moron? Are you a total idiot? And that's what the stupid manual's written for. What people like you, you can't contain yourself. You got himself drunk, and he was sick in the like. No wonder this guy's lost his patience. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. This, way, this is somebody who paid $35,000 for the week. Wow. It's not like dumbasses. $35,000 wow. for a week, and he can't control his drinking in front of his guru. So sad. I, I flew on American Airlines not long ago, and I caught something that they said during the, uh, you know, the announcements. Yes. Because some people still wear masks on planes. They said, if it comes down and you're wearing a mask, please remove your mask to put the oxygen oxygen mask on. And, and I had to think, somebody knows that someone is so stupid, they have to be told that. Yes, yes. It's beyond, it's beyond stupidity. Yeah. It's beyond stupidity. That's why we have to keep it simple, right? Keep that's simple. exactly that's right. Simple. Simplify everything. Sell to the com lowest common denominator. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I think I think that you know one of the things that I had to tell my wife when she yes. was explaining her services at her spa and whatever, because you know she can go off on a tangent and sound like and, and sound like a science teacher. Yeah. I said you have to put it in terms that an eight year old can understand it. Yes, yes. Here's because thing, like if she's trying to make someone's hair grow back. They don't really give a shit how that yeah, happens. Do me a they favor. Don't talk about hair. Happen. Jeff, don't talk about her. You talk about any subject. Don't talk yeah, about she, her. For, she can't, she for can't obvious help reasons. You. She for can't obvious help reasons. No, no, no. <laughs> this boiled egg is long past the sell-by date. <laughs> so here's the thing. If they trust you, they just think, just take care of it. Just take care of it. If they don't trust you, they ask for terms and conditions and details and features and advantages. It yeah. shows they don't trust you. Unless you just go ahead, you know that they trust you. But before I go ahead, let me go through some details because I don't want you to have a problem or any questions afterwards. Because you yeah. know if they go ahead too quickly, they're going to give you some problems afterwards. So, done. There's no better aphrodisiac than getting a deal signed. No. Nothing. No, well, maybe getting paid. That's a good one. Oh. Getting paid for it is, is, is best. <laughs> There's a young man that I work out with at my gym who yes. uh, he wanted to know two pieces of advice I could give him. He's in his 20s. I said, number one, 
be really careful who you marry. Be really careful who, because if you're going to make a lot of money one day, you potentially going to give this person half of it, if not more, be really careful who you marry. And I said, and number two, only sell to wealthy people if you can. Wow. I like that one. Because here's the thing. I should have met you in my twenties, Jeff. (laughs) So, and he wanted to know, what do you mean by that? And he's got a financial background. So he understood this. I said, so we're in the life insurance business. I said, every time I have an agent or a client call me up wanting to know financials of the company, what their ratings are and and all this stuff. I said, you know what the common denominator is? I said, the fucking premium is less than $50 a month. Yeah. I said, we have clients paying over a million dollars a year for insurance, and they probably don't even know who the fucking company is and could care less. Yes. It's a small chunk in the armory, right? So they're not going to sweat about it. So it's little ones, a big chunk of their revenue or their overheads or their salary, and they want to know the ins and outs of everything. And they're the pain. And finally, if you get rid of those, the universe will bring you two rich ones. Absolutely. They're the ones who block your energy. They're the ones who you're spending all your time looking after and pleasing. One of my salespeople, though I'm not going to mention by name, that you know, that you know, okay? We, were, we did a, a seminar of 170 people, and we charged really, my seminars are too cheap in Dubai. I charged mm-hmm. five times the price in, in, in America. So there's $600 for a whole day, nothing. No. And so... We had 160, 70 people. Back of the room, we're selling tickets. I'm the, I'm the brain surgeon, right? So it's not good for me to sell tickets, but I noticed they're not selling very well. So I stood at the exit outside the room, and I closed seven myself, full price. Literally took him to the visa machine, full price, $600 paid. Then we go back and we count the scores on the walls, and the person that you know, I think mm-hmm. you interviewed him, he said, I sold four tickets. I said, oh, fantastic. So did you get the full price of $600? No, no, they're all deposits. Okay. I said, what's the average deposit in these four people? I'm going to convert it into dollars, okay? $30, $15, and listen to this one. One guy paid $2. $2 deposit for a ticket. And he was and bragging was about that. Guy. Yes. And oh while he was, was trying to convince the $2 guy, tons of great prospects walked past him. Wow. And he calls himself a salesman. And I yes. love him. And every time him. we talk about it, he goes, don't bring that deposit story. Don't bring it. It's the worst time of my life. I said, well, learn. What message are you sending to the universe, to the person sitting in front of you that you're taking a $2 deposit? Yeah, because one of the reasons why, another reason why I told this young man only go after affluent people in the market, yes. in the marketplace, yes, is yes. because the $40 that someone is paying for something is far more impactful to them Yes. Then the hundred thousand dollars the other person is doing it the, the hundred thousand dollars is is less than nothing to them. Nothing. The forty dollars is everything. It's a big deal. Yeah, to the other person. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. 
And the reason that people, most salespeople deal with their poor is because they have money issues. Yeah, exactly. They don't know how to hold a money conversation. They don't know how to speak to a wealthy person. They're more comfortable speaking to a poor person because that's all they know. Yeah. I mean, uh, someone told me one time that most therapists become therapists because they want to find out why they're so fucked up. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. coaches, life coaches, by the way. Yeah. Life coaches. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you do? I'm a life coach. What makes you a life coach? I know want to coach. I'm a high performance life coach. Oh, fantastic. Somebody like you. It's a fantastic. What makes you so special to, to fix me and coach me? Well, that's a difficult question. I'm like, yeah, that was probably the easiest question. So, so you know what they say? Because I fixed myself. Because I fixed myself. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Right. So yeah. you fix yourself like you can fix the world. Say so, yeah, I was fucked up and now I'm unfucked. And I can yeah, help exactly. unfuck Let you. me help you. Yeah. And I want to charge you. <laughs> and I want to charge you. You know, how much money do you make a year? Oh, I'd rather not say. Well, you can't be you can't be making that much money then, can you? If you if you have an issue about money, because I teach people how to be rich, right? How can you make me richer? They have issues talking about money, like religion, politics, sex, death. Yes, yeah. money is is a massive, massive, uh, yeah, hook on people. It's sad, so sad. It is, and you know, a lot of people demonize money, but but they all certainly want it, even though they may demonize it or whatever. And, you know, so, you know, I live in South Florida. We get hurricanes here, right? Yes. And uh, the last hurricane we had, um, you know, the, 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 the law enforcement made us leave our house because we were living right on the water. It was a mandatory evacuation. Literally, a sheriff's deputy knocked on our door and said, you got to go. And uh, so we went, I got on my phone real quick, and I found a hotel that we could go jump to, it was $2,000 a night. And, and we went. And I could only do that because the money that I have gave me the option to do that. Yes, absolutely. You some, people, some people you didn't have the money to do hotel. <laughs> yeah, and some people, and some people died in their cars yeah, because they, didn't, they, didn't, they just didn't have the option. Sad. Yeah, it's terrible. It's and terrible. the funny thing is, it's not because you're lucky. No. Yes. You, you, they may even be younger, more energy, smarter, but you just have a better relationship with money. Yeah. Right. You realize that money is energy. If you're a bad person, you do great. You just money magnifies things. It does. So if you're a good person, you do a lot more good stuff with it. And if you're a bad person, you do a lot more bad stuff with it. It doesn't change you. Now you might, it might, you might have issues and sabotage your success, but that's your internal issues, right? Again, money doesn't do anything. Money's energy. And a lot of people, a lot, why do you think people do that? A lot of people I know, and I'm sure, you know, they, they become insanely successful, uh, as far as what the, the outside world can see. And they, they, it's like they intentionally sabotage it. One is that, um, they don't have a plan what to do with the money. So it comes and they lost. It could be they self-sabotage. Maybe they, I, I actually, about seven years ago, I trusted someone. and gave him a million dollars. Seven years. I, 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 the whole world, my son, my children, they also don't do it. But somewhere along the way, I gave him the money. Seven years later, I'm still chasing him. What was I thinking of? Yeah. Why did I do that? Given my hard-earned children's inheritance. Mm -hmm. Because I felt sorry for the bastard. Yes. Yeah. I've got to deal with that issue. Because maybe I don't like saying no. 
don't like hurting people's feelings, but I've learned that lesson, very expensive, right? Um, so there's different reasons why they self-sabotage. Something it could be that they're used to it. They're used to being poor. And suddenly they're wealthy. They don't know what to do with anything. Yeah. I, I think... Many times, Jeff, I've taken somebody out, out of a real bad situation. Okay. And I made them successful and they resented me. Right. Yeah. You know why? Because they were happy. They were happy. <laughs> and I went, oh, wow, you got talents. You could do this and you could be rich. They become rich and they go, I never wanted to be here in the first place. I want to be poor. Yeah. Yes. Well, they say you can you can take a man out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of a man. That's the truth. Yeah. And you and I were talking before we we started the show. And you know, if you want to, uh, if, if you've got a friend or you know, quote unquote friend that that you really would not like to have anymore, the fastest way to get rid of them is yes, loan them yes. some money. Yes. Do you know what I do? Is that I now I say, you know, I cherish our friendship too much, so I, I have the money because lots of people lie. And I don't like lying, so I don't have it. Money's tight. No, I have plenty of money, but I cherish your friendship too much to lend you any. Because every time I've lent people money, I've lost the friendship. So the answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah. Go next to somebody else. <laughs> I've had a couple of people over the last few years ask me to borrow money, and you know, and not very much. I mean, thousand dollars less. Yeah. And I would say to them, you know, uh, you know, I love you like a brother. I don't want to lose you. If I loan you this money, I will lose you. Yeah. I, I'm just going to give you the money. Just wow. take it. Take it as a wow. gift. Wow. Uh, don't ever bring it up again. Wow. I'm never going to bring it up. I don't want it back. It's a gift. Wow. Did it ever bring it back? Uh, I've had one that did. <laughs> I had one that did. That's how many? That's how yeah. many? Yeah. Yeah. That's one, you. I had one that did. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I'm very honorable guy. Uh, the other one that I gave he the was money. A, he was an honorable guy, too. Yeah. You were honorable, and he was honorable to bring it back because he didn't have to, right? He didn't have the, to. And that's he the kind of friend to. he wants. And then, yeah. but, but the other one that I gave the money to, never saw him again. Yes. Done. And, you know, when you, when you lend people money, do you know what they're thinking? Idiot. He's got too much. He doesn't care. He just give, freely gives it to someone. What an idiot. Yeah. I know. You don't think how kind-hearted he is, or he can afford it. But you know, it's like it's we lucky. were talking too, like like you were telling me about you you helped this young lady get a job and whatnot, and she didn't thank you or anything. Yes, you know, I I think the only way you can do that without going insane is just do it. You, you know, do things without any expectation of anything, and but and when you do get it, that's great. If you don't, you can't let it piss you off because all that does is that you know, sucks energy yes, away yes from and you. No. Yes. I just pick up on it. I, I like healthy confrontation and most people avoid confrontation at all costs. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one story that still hurts me. Three years ago, I heard my cousin in England lost her job as a teacher. And it was her fault. She, she, she did wrong and she lost her job. But over the last two years prior to that, every single day, she watched my videos, commented. And I thought, well, you know what? And we were like brother, sister when we were young. She got married, went to her separate ways. I got married, went my separate ways. And, and then, you know, I thought, you know, I'm in Dubai. Sun shines every day. I'm doing good. I can help her out. So I flew to England and I said, listen, I can help you out. I walked into, and she was, when they were children, they were rich. Her father, my uncle was rich and we were poor. So, and I noticed the house was, her whole house was smaller than the size of my kitchen, right? 
So I thought, you know what? She deserves better. I sat her down and said, listen, I'll pay for your flight. I'll get you the most amazing five-star hotel. I'll bring you to Dubai. I'll train you. I'll give you the most amazing car, top Mercedes, everything. All I ask of you for six months, concentrate. Don't get distracted. Don't do stop stupid stuff. Just go under my wing. Okay. I paid. She agreed. Twice I saw her in England. I flew back. Got her the tickets. Got her here. Got her five-star hotel. Introduced her to all my staff as my sister, as my future partner of the company. Okay? Right. She didn't do anything. She started socializing, going out, coming in late, complaining, forming a union. And after six months, do you know what she did? She resigned with no notice. And she said, I can get a job here, pays me more than you pay me. I'm off. Yeah. And yeah do you know I, what I, can, I can see where that gets under your skin. Do you, do you yeah. know what happened, Jeff? She got fucking COVID. Wow. And she was in lockdown for 40 days in Dubai. And she had to pack her bags and go back to England. But here's the thing. I haven't spoken to her since. Yeah. Because I paid six months salary, got her hotel, got her best car, paid for everything, got zero in returns. And also, I even hired a coach thinking maybe the way I motivate is wrong. I even paid a coach to translate every single day what I was uh, giving her. She didn't even appreciate it. She went back and started telling people off what a bad boss I was. Wow. You know, I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe in investing in people who aren't willing to invest in themselves. There was no pain. They have to have skin in the game somehow or some pain, as you say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every single time. I'm loving this, by the way. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait to interview you. I could be going for hours. We've been an hour already, right? Yeah, it's been an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, um, if people people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, please, please. Do you put text under your your um, on in the podcast? If you can, oh yeah, Darius Darius mm-hmm. Sudi official, Jeff Darius Sudi official on all my platforms, and then okay. welcome to follow me on Instagram. We'll do that I, because a lot of people may not know how to spell your name. Well, oh, that's what I was saying. You're going to put a text underneath, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it on there. Please yeah. do. Please do. Um, it's too long for me to spell it. And you, you, you lose half your audience. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So, uh, so my, my suggestion is this, Jeff, and I'm, and I'm going to throw in the gauntlet to say as a gladiator. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's entertain the U.S. market. And I'm serious. I have so many people in America want to work with me, but I want to work with you. Let's Absolutely. do it. Let's, I, I, let's, I, I, I would love to work with you, man. Done. I would. And I'll give you my 200%. Yeah. I, I, same as, here. as long as I'm not suffering from vertigo. No. Oh, God. God. And yeah, I well, haven't suffered since. I haven't suffered since. It was just that day I was supposed to meet you. Well, you know, whatever, whatever. Thank you. Whatever, me- Meclizine or whatever, you should take that with you everywhere you go. Yes. I have it actually, thanks to your wife. Yeah, I sell the tablets everywhere I go. I take it with me. So yeah, thank you I take so like like I there. There's this to me. There's this miracle drug called Claritin D. In fact, the only way you can get it is when you go to the pharmacy. You have to show them your driver's license because this is actually what they make crystal meth out of. Oh, hello. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's a decongestant and just cleans everything out. You know, along with allergies. So if I were to travel to Dubai. 
you'll take. There's a good chance that I might pick up something that, that I'm allergic to or whatever. This shit is a fucking yeah. lifesaver. I don't go anywhere without it. I'm going to look into it just for medical purposes. Yeah. <laughs> but that, you know, but that's, that's why you have to show your driver's license and they, they actually keep up with how many of them you buy. Wow. There's, wow. there's a database there. They're, they're making Claritin sure D, right? Claritin D. Claritin D. They're making sure that I you're mean, not, that you're not, uh, that you're not, uh, you know, you know, buying them for, uh, you know, for a meth dealer. There is a, there's a tab. Have you seen the movie limitless? Yeah. There is a tablet, which I'll send you a text later on, that sometimes, you know, when I'm doing my 16-hour courses, two days, I take, and it gives me such clarity. Really? Yes. We, but you need, obviously, a doctor's note on it. Unbelievable. The, the capacity for me to remember everything, be on top of everything, and multitask is incredible. I don't miss a thing in those two days. And, um, yeah, at, at the cost, I will tell all your listeners what that, <laughs> that is. <laughs> <laughs> well but it's a it's a limitless tablet it's incredible but but what it does show you that your brain controls everything your mind controls controls everything. it all yeah so are you still hitting the gym every day four days a week okay uh, i've lost 15 kilos uh i feel so much i'm 56 jeff you know and 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 you know i feel so young i feel like in my 30s oh, you're a puppy man i'm, I'm 58 you know, you're, you're, you're I'm 57 puppy, next month. So not that puppy. <laughs> so, you know, I said, I said to people, I said, I may, I may be a puppy, but I'm not cuddly toy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a naughty side to me, right? It's that, it's that drive you need. Right. So I'm no cuddly. I'm no teddy bear. That's for sure. So hunger, drive, focus, determination, all that and hard work. There's no get rich quick scheme. 99.9% of the people, it takes time. Be patient. You know, you and I can preach at everything because of our age. But if somebody in their 20s just listen to us, they'll save themselves 30 years and lots of hardship. I think what has hurt people more than anything, and social media has a lot to do with this, okay? Because it it kind of, you know, it, if they, they see... If they see you rolling in your in your Ferrari, they think. Yeah, yeah. But you know, in the, I know that's your Ferrari. But most of these Ferraris people are riding or rented, or they're renting a Borrowed. private jet or whatever. Yeah, they're sitting in somebody else's jet. Yeah, but the so thing is, the thing is though, there is this notion of instant gratification, and yes. it doesn't exist. You know, unless, when I see, unless like, you go yeah. to, unless you go to a whorehouse in Vegas, maybe you might get instant gratification there, but outside yeah. of that, you're not going to get it. No, it repulses me when I see these girls, they know the exact pose and doing this and they're missing the moment. Here's, yeah. here's the thing with, with, with social media, six, seven years ago, when I was building my business re again in Dubai, I had to go and justify why people did business with me. Now, because I've done like 2,000 posts, 2,000 videos, and many, many years of um, posting. And I've got a million, here for here, a million follow business owners is a big deal. In America, yeah. the numbers are so big. But you know what happens now? People are coming to us saying, can I afford you? Yeah. So sometimes social media and cars add validation. Yeah. As long as you're repeating that, it's not a quick fix scheme. It's not do this and you'll get rich in a month. It just doesn't happen. 
you might as well get struck by lightning twice. Yeah. So how many people, how many people come to your seminars and you think actually walk away where things just stick? Every one of them. Every one of them. Is that stick? About one and a half percent actually take action. Yeah. Yeah. It sticks. I have people, I'm because I actually teach people not to say but and however or how are you because it's all bullshit, yes? And then they come to me years later and say, I don't say how are you anymore. I don't say but. I don't say however. Okay, so it sticks, but less than 2% take action. Yeah. I tell people that when they're, when they're talking about what they're doing, when they find themselves having to use the word but, that should be their cue to shut the hell up. Exactly. Because they're explaining. And when you're explaining, you're losing. Absolutely. And what you're saying is anything I said before, that was a load of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is, it's just crap, isn't it? It's yeah. just crap. We, as humans go, we're the only creatures in the whole planet who don't live to our full potential because no. we have the power of choice. And we're also yeah. the yeah. only, we're also the only creatures that, relive their own mistakes over and over and over yes. again yes when we when we should goldfish. just let the shit go You're worse than goldfish yeah <laughs> so, i think it's proven that our memory is actually our attention span is less than the goldfish yeah yeah exactly Crazy. here's the thing Jeff. you know when people come to my seminars do you know who argues the most the poorest yeah Oh, I know. Because they tell them this, they tell themselves a story for their own failures and they die defending it. Yeah. Put your fucking ego aside. Put yeah. your ego aside. Get your bank statement and let that be your judge. Not yeah. me, not your ego. Let your bank statement. Because in the universe, you earn what you think you're worth. Mm -hmm. Not what I think you're worth. That means nothing. Yeah. People pay you what you think you're worth. Work on your value. Work on your self-worth. Yeah. And living and living on, on the final note, living gratitude, man. Living oh. gratitude. I've had two heart attacks. I've lost everything. I lost my family. I got attacked at home. These are all wake-up calls that every single day is a bonus. We're not owed anything. We come in this world alone, we leave alone. Make the fucking most of it. And yeah. be living gratitude. Because we live in gratitude. You can't not but smile. You can't not just enjoy this, live in the moment, never complain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're so right about that because people just can just go at an instant, at, at an instant. I, I've, I've seen it seen happen it my, way too my many dad, times. My granddad, you lost your father, right? Yes. We know what it's like. We know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. I don't wish it on anyone, but sometimes you know it's the lessons we have to learn. You know, one of the one of the gratitude. You're going to think I'm crazy as hell when I tell you this, but well, I think you're crazy anyway. Yeah. Well, That's one of the gratitude, one of the gratitude things that I do every day is I go to the gym every morning, and when I'm done, I go sit in a sauna for like 20 minutes. Do I need to hear this? Is this naughty? And then I walk across. There's no, the, there's no box of tissues involved in this story, is there? No, there's no box of tissues. Not none oh, okay. of that. Continue. Continue. And I walk across the hall and there's a plunge pool of 40 degree water that I dive into. And, uh, and not only is that very healthy to a healthy thing to do and you walk out feeling like a million bucks when, when you're done, but you feel so grateful 
when you get out, like, damn, I'm glad that shit's over with. And, and, and it's, and one of the reasons why I do that, because I know that's the toughest thing I'll do all day is to get in that cold water. It's the, the hardest thing I'll easy. do. And everything else is easy. easy. Piece of cake. Everything else is easy. Jeff, let's do this in American. Absolutely, brother. We will. We will. I love you, man. Love I you really, too, man. Really I, I, I honor you. I honor yeah. you. This yeah. has been so easy. This has been so easy. It's. I got to tell you, this is the best combo I've ever had on a podcast. Thank I really. You. Me too. Yeah, yeah Me but too. it helps when you do it with cool people. You know, Thank not you, not I'm to say the others weren't cool. They are. No, but, I think it's because I'm, I'm hungry and my food's waiting for me. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> My sugar, my sugar levels are low. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna see we about getting so out much to, to cover. We yeah. have so much to cover, and I'm gonna see about getting out to Dubai real soon. Done. 18th of March is my next seminar. You're more than welcome. Please write it down. Come for a long weekend. Be April, my guest. April 18th of March. of March. March. March 18th. Okay. Two and a half weeks. All right. I'll see if I can make just be, that work. Just be spontaneous. Yeah. Emirates flies direct to Miami. 15 yeah. hours. You're here in my doorstep. <laughs> we will rock. And then while you're here, we'll plan our uh, journey in America. Okay. Okay. Done. Done. Right. June, July, August, I'm in the States. Okay. Can't wait. All right. Yeah, I can't wait Seriously to see you. Seriously, can't wait. Okay. Much love. Respect. Enjoy your dinner, brother. I honor you and I salute you, my gladiator. I salute you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Right, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. God bless. Bye. Uh -huh.